Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is October 14th, 2021 and week 141. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. And as you can see from the title, it, it says, What's Hindering the Baptism in Jesus' Name? And we had a longer title, so it's actually supposed to say, What's Hindering You from Being Baptized in the Name of Jesus? And we're going to take a look at that story in the Bible tonight, beginning in the 8th chapter of the book of Acts. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. I hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Before we move into the lesson, let us go into a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for another opportunity just to fellowship, just to look at your word to see what it is that you're trying to communicate to us, Lord. Help us to open our ears, open our hearts, open our minds, Lord, to want to know what it is that you have to say, Lord. Continue to be with us uh, day in and day out, no matter where we find ourselves in this life, Lord, no matter what we find ourselves having to do, Lord, continue to lead and guide us into all truth, Lord, continue to help us to see uh, your will, help us to accept your will, Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight, Lord, that someone would learn, that someone would grow, that we would all learn and grow, that we would see things that we've never seen before, Lord, that you would reveal new things to us lord we're praying that no matter what happens to us in life that we will continue to remember there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm so lord we're praying all these blessings in your loving name jesus amen amen so what what's hindering you from being baptized in the name of jesus what's hindering you now this title comes from a verse we'll pick it up in acts chapter 8 and verse 36 where philip has now went down to samaria and he has preached to people about the name of jesus and the life that he lived and so we find this question asked to philip after he had preached let's read what let's read what the eunuch says here and as they went on their way they came into a certain water. Now, we're talking about Philip and this Ethiopian man. Now, Philip was one of the people who came up in the church uh, with the apostles. And he has learned some things. And now he's spreading the gospel. As we should all be spreading the gospel. And so they came. And they came, excuse me, they came and they went to uh, a place where there was water. All right. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Now, this man was ready. He said, see, look at that. Here is water. What's stopping me from being baptized? Imagine if we had this attitude. Imagine. Go back up to verse 35 for me, man. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him, unto him Jesus. Now, 
this all started with the Ethiopian man, also referred to as a eunuch. The Ethiopian man here was reading a scripture that he had no idea who the scripture was talking about. And so Philip joins him. And after they had a conversation about what he was dealing with, Philip tells him about Jesus. That's all the scripture tells us. He preached unto him Jesus. And when anyone preaches the name of Jesus, water baptism in Jesus name should follow. No doubt Philip had to have told him because now the man's response, which we read in verse 36, he said, look, here's water right here. What's holding me back? I want to do this. And so tonight. I'm hoping that someone else would have that same reaction after they hear Jesus being preached. Now, I might not be as good of a preacher or a spreader of the gospel as Philip was. I'm not even trying to compare myself, but I understand that the gospel. God's word has power of itself. I have no power. It's all in his word. So someone is going to feel led to be baptized in the name of Jesus, despite Tony. I don't have anything to do with it. Only what God allows me to do. And so. We better get. The scripture that he read in verse 32, and we're going to do a lot of running tonight, so I hope. You guys would follow along in the scriptures with us. Uh, as you guys know, we do have it on the screen for those that are on Facebook uh, or those who will watch this uh, just as a recording. Uh, we do have the we do have the scriptures on screen so you can follow along because I want you to see these things for yourself. Don't just take what someone said. Look at it for yourself. So let's pick up verse 32. The place of the scripture which he read was this. Now, this is the Ethiopian man. Now, God is no respecter of persons. Black, white, Asian, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. His word is for us all. Now, this is the place in scripture that he read, all right? He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. Now, this is what the scripture says. And the Ethiopian man is reading this. The scripture talks about someone who was led as a sheep to the slaughter. Now, the sheep won't do it, won't do any fighting, won't do any arguing. When the sheep is led to be killed. The sheep doesn't fight back. This is how the sheep behaves. Go ahead, man. And like a lamb, dumb before his shearer. If you've seen a lamb or a sheep getting the hair shaved off, that's what shearing is. Sheep doesn't open his mouth. The sheep sits there and takes it. This is what we're dealing with. So this is the scripture that the Ethiopian man was reading. 
And he's wondering who is the scripture referring to? What is this about? You know, I wish we were all curious about God's word. I wish we wanted to know some answers. But we'll read it. Don't know what it's talking about and don't care either. <laughs> Go ahead, man. So open he not his mouth. Then open his mouth. As the sheep going to the slaughter, as that same sheep before his shearer, didn't open his mouth, wouldn't retaliate. The Ethiopian man is wondering, who are we talking about here? What What is this about? All right. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. He was humiliated. We're talking about someone. Someone who was humiliated. Now, I know about this, Melvin. <laughs> I know all about this. Being humiliated. I've had it happen many times. I understand it's not a good feeling. Anyone who has been humiliated, you know this is not a good feeling. But that's what happened to this man. He was humiliated, made fun of, and he didn't deserve it. You know, I've been this way. I didn't deserve it either. But this man we're reading about now, he certainly didn't deserve it. I at least had sin. He had none. The Bible says there was there was no guile found in his mouth. He didn't try to trick people. He didn't lie to people. Go ahead, man. And who shall declare his generation where his life is taken from the earth? Mm -hmm. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet this of himself or of some other man. He said, who is he talking about when he wrote this? Was he talking about himself? Or was he talking about someone else? All right. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. He told him exactly who it was about. This was the life of Jesus. How so many people turned against him when all he did was help them. We're going to run through a few places so we can see this because I can tell it to you. I like for you to see it for yourself so you can know I didn't put it in your Bible. It was already there. So you can see it plainly for yourself. So Philip began to preach to him Jesus, the lamb that was dumb, dumb meaning he didn't open his mouth. He didn't talk back. He didn't fight him. He didn't try to talk his way out of this. He barely even talked for the most part. He said a few things. But they asked him so many questions and a lot of them he didn't even answer. He was dumb. You can see that same lamb. If you ever watch a lamb being sheared, you might see that lamb say one thing. It might make one noise here or there. But essentially, the lamb doesn't even talk. It'll calmly sit there. So, let's read down to 36 again. And as they went on their way, they came into a certain water. Now, something that Philip said 
touched him, touched the Ethiopian man. They didn't name him. But something that Philip preached to him really resonated with the Ethiopian man. Something stirred him up. Something made him feel that he wanted to make a change. Because after telling him about Jesus, look at what he says. Uh huh. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? He said, I want to be baptized. After hearing what you told me. Now, this man hadn't heard of Jesus before. But after hearing this. Well, I take that back. The scripture doesn't say he's heard of Jesus before. I don't believe he had. But the scripture doesn't declare. But he said, after hearing this, he, here's water right here. What's stopping me? I want to be baptized. He was baptized in the name of Jesus, though. I know somebody out there is thinking, well, I've already been baptized. But have you been baptized in Jesus name? That makes a difference. I'm not talking about Father, Son, Holy Ghost. We're talking about in the name of Jesus. But now. If anybody has questions on that, you can ask and we can clarify that. But if not, we're going to go into some of the things. Now, this isn't going to be all of the things, but this is going to be some of the things that Philip told the Ethiopian about Jesus. So now let's move to Luke chapter 22. Because he told him some things that really touched him. It really caused the feeling of repentance inside. So Luke chapter 22, and we'll start at verse 44. Now, what we're going to go back, we're going back in time now. And we're going to look at Jesus before he's crucified. We're going to see how some of the things played out. Let's see what happened here. And being in an agony... He prayed more earnestly. Now, this is Jesus praying. Uh -huh. And his sweat was at, as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Now, look at the agony he's in. Look at how sincerely this man is praying. Sweat is pouring off of his head. You know, if you get a cut, especially a cut in the right place, the blood will just pour off of you pour out of you and that's how this man is sweating he's praying now this is jesus praying before he is captured these are some of the things that philip had to have told him he had to have told him about how our lord was killed so now this man who had did no sin he has not lied on anybody he has never stolen he had never cursed anybody out. He never <laughs> took his fist and knocked someone upside the head. He had never did any of these things. He had never sinned. Any sin you can think of. He's never did it. And here we find him praying. Go ahead, Mel. And when he rose up from prayer, 
and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. He found his disciples sleeping now, but he's praying so earnestly. All right, now let's drop to verse 46. And said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. Mm -hmm. And while he yet spake, behold, a multitude, and he that was called Judas, one of the twelve. Now look at this. Look at this. You talk about someone backstabbing. You know, we've been through some backstabbing in life. Wow, I can't believe so-and-so did this. I can't believe they, they did that. Jesus was betrayed by one of his very own, by one of the same people he washed their feet. Now, we didn't read about that. But there was a practice in the Jewish culture where they would wash one another's feet. And now Jesus washed all 12 of his disciples' feet. And here we find one of those same ones who Jesus had washed, who Jesus had fed, who Jesus had looked out for all the days of his life. Now we find that same one betrayed Jesus for some chump change. He didn't betray him for millions of dollars. He betrayed him for a small amount of money. But when you love money, you'll do anything, even if it's not that much money. So let's see what happened here. Went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. He betrayed him with a kiss. He told the people he came with, the chief priests and the elders, he told them, the one I go to kiss, that's the one you need to get. Look at how he set Jesus up to be killed. He set him up. This is the one that Philip learned about. So I'm asking you, after hearing just some of the things, we can't get to all the things that he went through, but just some of the things that this man suffered, why would you not get baptized in his name? He did this for you and I. No one forced him to do this for us. He chose to do this. He chose to do this for you and I. I heard someone say, the nails did not hold him on the cross. It was love. I said, that's a powerful statement there. Because that's what it was. The, the nails were not strong enough. Only love was strong enough. You know, love is the most powerful thing there is. Love. Love will drive someone crazy. People say, ah, I don't know why they're showing so much love to me. Sometimes people don't even know how to receive love. Let's read now. What verse are we at? 48. All right. But Jesus said unto him, Judas... Betrayest thou the son of man with a kiss? Mm -hmm. When they which were about him saw what would follow. Now these are his disciples. They seen what was coming. See, if you take yourself and put yourself in this situation. Jesus has just come from praying. You know, the devil doesn't care when he fights you. He don't care if you, have, you were just praying. He doesn't care if you just came from church. 
if you just finished fasting, if you just woke up in the morning, he doesn't care. Man, I just fell asleep. He doesn't care. The devil's going to fight at any time. He does not care. So we find Jesus. Who has reunited with his disciples now. Just coming from prayer, having to wake them up. And now behold, the scripture said, behold. It surprised them, didn't surprise Jesus. He knew it was coming. But behold. Judas came with his army to betray him. And they didn't come. They didn't come with flowers. They didn't come playing music saying, oh, Jesus. Finally, we found you. No, they came here aggressively. Let's see what Jesus said here. They said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? Now, this is his disciples. They said, do we need to fight them? Do we need to fight? Because it, we see we're not going to get out of this thing without fighting. They're, they're coming to put up a fight. They want to take you. And we can't let that happen. So they asked him, do you want us to fight? All right. And one of them smote the servant of the high priest and <laughs> cut off his right ear. And clearly <laughs> somebody didn't get the message. <laughs> somebody didn't get the message. Peter didn't get the message here. He, he, he takes the initiative to cut off one of the servants ear. And look at what Jesus did. And Jesus answered and said, suffer ye thus far. And he touched his ear and healed him. Now look at this man. Who would not get baptized in the name of Jesus. They came to take him to be killed. And not only does he stop his disciples from fighting them. He takes the man whose ear has been cut off. And he restores this man's ear. This is the love that Jesus had. This is what Philip found out about. This is what caused Philip to say, look, what's stopping me? I've heard enough. Somebody already. We hadn't even got through a quarter of the information. And we probably never will. But somebody should say, you know what? I don't have to hear anything else. What's, what's holding me back? Why can I not be baptized in his name? He did enough for me already. I've seen enough love displayed already. What's hindering me? But let's read some more. Just in case you have not made up your mind yet. But now if you keep fighting. Jesus told Paul. He said it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. It's hard for you to keep fighting this. You won't be able to keep listening and not do. You're going to have to turn a deaf ear. You're going to have to. Because otherwise you're going to do what he said. All right, let's see what he said. Then Jesus said unto the chief priests and captains of the temple and the elders which were come to him, Be ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves. He said you come out here as if I'm some type of thief. 
you have weapons and they're drawn. You didn't have to approach it this way. Jesus was a man. He wasn't a criminal. And yet he's turning himself in. You can't even get a criminal to do that. They're searching a man down right now. They can't get him to turn himself in. But this man, with the love that he had and has, he was willing to turn himself in. Even though he had all the power to not do it. But he chose to do this for you and I. Philip said, look, what's holding me back? I need to do this. This man truly loved me. What's holding me back? Let's read a little bit more. Let's drop down to verse 63. Trying to get through some of it without reading every single thing. In verse 63. And the men that held Jesus mocked him and smote him. Now, they humiliated him. That's what we read in Acts chapter 8. He was humiliated. They mocked him. Now, as I said earlier, being humiliated is not fun. Someone making fun of you, mocking you, is not fun. There are things that we are insecure about. We don't want people talking about that. I know so many times in school, you're hoping in class, you're hoping nobody even notices you because we don't want to be made a mockery of. And so this man who had, he hadn't talked about anybody. He hadn't joked on anybody. He hadn't laughed on anybody about any of their flaws. And they still mocked him and smote him and they hit him. They hit him also. He didn't hit them. He didn't fight them. Even after he has healed one of their people, even after he reached this man's ear has been cut off. He's no doubt bleeding. I don't know how you get your ear off if you're not pouring blood. This man's ear is hanging on the ground, sitting on the ground. And he puts the man's ear back on. He puts the man's ear back on. He restores him. And they still proceeded to mock him. You know, this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Because anybody in their right mind, when you seen that, you should say, man, I'm not messing with this guy. <laughs> Especially the man whose ear was cut off and then restored. He should say, man, look, I've seen enough for tonight. I'm, look, I leave my sword here. I'm going back home. I'm not I'm not doing this. But they still proceeded to do. What they intended to do. So now. We find Jesus. Being whipped. Now, this is after they have uh, taken him back. Now they're whipping him, making a mockery of him. All right. And when they had blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, saying, Prophecy, who is it that smote thee? See, look at how far they're taking this thing. 
They put a blindfold on him and said, look, tell us who hit you. If you say you you are who you say you are, if you are who you say you are, tell us who hit you. As they took turns hitting him. Look at what all he had to go through for our sakes. What's stopping you from being baptized in the name of Jesus? After hearing these things, Philip said, look, here's some water right here. You don't have to even keep talking about this. I'm ready. But look at us. We say it doesn't mean anything. It's not that important. But that's not what Jesus taught. All right. And many other things blasphemously spake they against him. They said all types of evil things. Cursing him. Spitting on him. Things that you and I, we cannot take. God knows I don't think I can take it. I don't know how long I could handle that. But he endured it for hours. This wasn't just a few minute thing. He endured this for hours. I don't even know how many hours it was, but I know it was hours. He hadn't even made it to the cross yet where he spent three hours. So now. Let's move. To chapter 23. And let's pick up him being before Pilate. So now we're in chapter 23 and we're at verse one. And the whole multitude of them arose and led him unto Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, we found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to give tribute to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ, a king. Now they're falsely accusing him of some things. Which he did pay tribute to Caesar. He even told Peter to go down to the fish and get the money and he paid the taxes to Caesar. You know, being lied on is probably one of the hardest things for me personally. I don't like being lied on. But now this man endured, Bible says, such contradiction. He, he got what he didn't deserve. He was lied on. He was beat. He was spit on. So much happened to him. They laughed at him. And all he did was heal their sick. Feed their hungry. All he did was help them. He taught them the word of God. Better than any person has ever did in this world. And better than any person will ever do in this world. He taught them. As I said the other night, the best teacher that I've been able to find was Jesus himself. Now, there's some great teachers in the world, even to this very day. But none of us will ever be as great as Jesus was and is and is to come. But so they lied on him. They abused him. He allowed this, though. This is the love that he portray, uh, portrayed for us. He allowed them to do these things to him. 
also you and I could be saved. That's why he did it. He did it so we could be saved. Let's keep reading here. And Pilate asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? Mm -hmm. And he answered him and said, Thou sayest it. Mm -hmm. Then said Pilate to the chief priests and to the people, I find no fault in this man. He couldn't find any fault in Jesus. Now we're, we're looking at someone who was eventually killed, but they couldn't find any fault in him. Look at, look at the life of this man. He was as the sheep led to the slaughter. They were about to slaughter him and there was no fault found in him. Pilate knew this, but he would not release Jesus all because of what the people wanted. Let's drop to verse eight. And when Herod saw Jesus, now we have skipped some things. He was, they had Jesus with Pilate. Now they have transported him to King Herod, who had been wanting to see Jesus for a long time. So now we're talking about him. All right. He was exceeding glad for he was desirous to see him of a long season because he had heard many things of him and he hoped to have seen some miracle done by him. Now look at what he wanted to see Jesus for. He said, you know, I've heard so much about him. I want to see him do a miracle. I want to see him do it. The same man. They're beating. Humiliating, making fun of. Go ahead, man. Then he questioned with him in many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him. As the lamb before his shear is dumb. He didn't open his mouth. As they accused him and asked him so many questions. He didn't fight back. Look at the love that he showed for you and I. Philip heard this. He said, look, man, you don't have to keep talking. Let me get baptized in his name. He did all of this for me. None of us have ever seen a greater love than what Jesus has shown towards us. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. Even while we were disobeying him. He still chose to do this for us. Even as they did this to him, he was doing it for them. They didn't even realize. Go ahead, man. And Herod with his men of war set him at naught and mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate. Put him in a robe. Dressed him up. They said, oh, he's the king. Let's dress him up like one. Put a crown of thorns on his head. They're beating this man. Blood running all over his body as, as they have whipped him so much. And to put a crown on his head, representing that he's the king. But they made it with spikes 
to cut him. Look at what he endured. And he still didn't open his mouth. He still didn't curse them. Oh, we would have cursed up a storm. We're cursing people all the time. Wishing they go to hell. He didn't wish. He didn't say, I hope all of you go to hell. We know on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Look at the love this man showed. Philip said, what's hindering me from being baptized? He went through all of this for me. He did. So what's hindering you? After hearing these things, and it's not over, but after hearing these things, what's holding you back? Why won't you be baptized in the Jesus name? In Jesus name. I know you say, well, I've been baptized before. But we're talking about in the name of Jesus now. What's holding you back? Now, let's move <clears throat> to verse 14. Now, Herod has sent Jesus back to Pilate because Pilate is the one who's going to give the final verdict here. He's going to be the judge. Now let's see what happens. Said unto them, Ye have brought this man unto me as one that perverted the people. Now this is Pilate, all right? And behold, I, having examined him before you, have found no fault in this man, touching those things whereof ye accuse him. Here he is again. He said, Look, I, I can't find nothing wrong with this guy. You guys have brought him to me saying he's did so many uh, wrong things. He has so many transgressions, but I cannot find anything. I even sent him to King Herod. He couldn't find anything. Go ahead, man. No, nor yet Herod, for I sent you to him. And lo, nothing worthy of death is done unto him. He doesn't need to die. Not for anything he has done, but he needed to die for everything that you and I have did. Think about all of the sins we've committed. That's what he died for. That's why he took the crown of thorns on his head. That's why he took all of the whippings. That's why he took being spat on. That's why he did all those things for us. That's why he told his disciples, look, put those swords away. They that live by the sword, they'll, they'll die by the sword. Put the swords away. That's why he healed the man's ear. That's why he allowed Judas to betray him with a kiss. That's why he allowed it. Because of all the sins that we have committed. And here we are to this very day, loving sin, still encouraging it, still telling other people to sin, still thinking sin is a funny topic. But this man gave his life because of sin. That tells me the severity of sin. That means there's nothing funny about it. Philip said, look, what's holding me back? Let me be baptized. 
the eunuch say that? Excuse me, yeah. <laughs> the Ethiopian eunuch. He said, look, what's holding me back? But no doubt Philip said the same thing because even he himself was baptized. But yes, I did mean the Ethiopian. Thank you. He said, what's holding me back? There's water right there. All right, let's keep reading. I will therefore chastise him and release him. Now, this man said, look, I'm going to beat him. Now, this man's taking enough beating as it is. They've been beating him ever since they captured him. He said, look, I'll, I'll chastise him. I'll whoop him. And then I'll let him go. All right, drop down to verse 18. And they cried out all at once, saying, Away with this man, and release unto us Barabbas, mm -hmm. who for a certain sed sedition made in the city and for murder was cast into prison. They said, Look, give us the murderer back. Release to us the murderer instead. Look at the human race. Look at the human race. Look at what we did. Now we can say, well, I wasn't there. But we still were the cause of this because of our sins. So look at what he did to save us. These people said, release to us a murderer. Release Barabbas unto us. All right. Pilate, therefore, willing to release Jesus, spake again to them. But they cried, saying, crucify him. Pilate crucify tried. Him. He tried. But they would not accept that. They said, kill this fellow. Kill him. After he's taking so much, after he's been through so much torment, the agony, we found him praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. His disciples had fallen asleep. And after he came back, behold, Judas was there to betray him. Who wouldn't, who wouldn't be baptized in his name? And really quickly, mm -hmm. uh, I see we, we have a few comments. One by witness says, yeah, because he could have called a legion of angels on the people versus going to the cross. Uh, they made that comment a while ago when we were talking about um, Judas betraying Jesus and the soldiers came in and got him. Jesus definitely could have done that. And Israel says, what's up, guys? Um, praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in. I'm glad that you are able to join. And Kiara says, does die by the sword mean that you will be killed with a sword if you use a sword? Jesus said that we don't live by eye for an eye. Can you explain what he means by die by the sword? No, he's not. Well, in that instance, certainly they would have died by the sword if, if God had not intervened uh, because the disciples, we know that there were only 11 of them, but there was an army that came to capture Jesus. And they had all of their weapons prepared. And uh, Judas, he was on the other side. So no doubt they would have died, especially after cutting uh, one of the servants' ears off. 
but if we live by the means of violence, see, John the Baptist told the soldiers, he said, look, don't be violent towards anybody. That was a message from God. He told us not to murder. That's a message from God. And so if we live by those means, all we have to do to get in trouble with God is to be disobedient. We know that the word of God is a sword. The word of God is referred to as the sword. It's sharpened than a two-edged sword. The word of God is referred to as a sword. So if we want to live by the means of violence, we're going to be repaid by God. We're going to die by the word of God because God's word told us not to live in that way. So that goes for anything that we want to do that's wrong. You know, there's a big problem with fornication in the world. I've been there. But I thank God that he's changed me. If people live that way, the Bible tells us no fornicators are going to enter in. They're going to die by the sword. The word of God says you're not getting in. Jesus told us we're going to be judged by his word. It's his word that's going to judge us at the last day. And so if we disobey God, it's going to be the word which is the sword that we're going to die by. You know, that's what people live and die by according to the law. If someone goes to court, they're going to bring up the word, or in this case, the law. Might be the United States Constitution. As far as uh, it goes uh, in this country, in the United States, but it's going to be the law. It's going to be the word that they die by. If they did this and the law says otherwise, they're, they're guilty. And so they're going to have to be punished as a result of the law. So that's what Jesus was trying to get them to see. Look, don't hurt yourself here. See, we don't recognize. If, if Jesus. Had of. Uh, well, let me put it this way. If we. If we go against God's word, we're guilty. I really I was really going to go somewhere else with it. But let, let's get back to where we were. Uh, I don't want to get too far off, but but that's what he's saying there. Uh, we're going to be judged by the word. The word of God is referred to as a sword. Uh, so. It comes down to. We have to not disobey God's word. If you think about it, you don't find any of those apostles again living by the sword. You don't find them act violently after this. You find even those apostles being beat, being whipped, being stoned to death. You find them go through that. They didn't pick up that sword. They didn't cut anybody else's ear off. 
they didn't live by their sword anymore. They lived by the word of God. So that's what we have to do. We have to live by God's word. So now let's get back to where we were. Thank you for the question. Uh, we're at verse 26 now as we wrap this thing up. And as they led him away, they laid hold upon upon one Simon, a Cyrenian coming out of the country. And on him, they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. Now, Jesus is walking to his own death. The verdict has come down to crucify him. So they made him carry his own cross. You know, we don't even, at least I've never heard of this. We're not even this cruel. Uh... Uh, today, if people receive the death penalty, I don't think they make them flip the switch on themselves. But they made Jesus carry his own cross. The very thing he was going to die with. They made him carry after they had been tormenting him for so long. They made him carry his own cross. All right. And there followed him a great company of people and of women which also bewailed and lamented him. Now, there were people that were sad by this. And let's see what Jesus said. But Jesus, turning unto them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. My God. He said, don't cry for me. Cry for yourselves. Don't worry about me. He understood. They didn't. They didn't understand that he was doing that for them. He said, cry for yourselves. You guys have a long way to go. Weep for yourselves. So this is what Philip told the Ethiopian. Let's get back to where we were. Let's get back to Acts chapter 8. And I believe I want to go back up to. Let's actually go to 36. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? He said, what's stopping me from being baptized? After he had heard of some of the things, because we've only discussed some of the things that Jesus went through. After he heard this, he said, what's stopping me? What's holding me back? I must be baptized. This is what Jesus told his disciples to do. He said, look, teach all nations and baptize them in his name, in the name of Jesus. Make disciples. That's what Philip is down here doing, making a disciple. Let's finish it up, man. And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He said he believes. But now he didn't leave it there. Because a lot of us say we believe and then we stop. But we have to continue in his word. Let's see what happened here. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized him. He was baptized in the name of Jesus. 
He was baptized in the name of Jesus. That's what we're talking about tonight. We're preaching Jesus, but you cannot preach Jesus without preaching the baptism in his name. You can't preach him. You cannot. See, what we read uh, what the eunuch was reading, if you go back to 32, where it talks about him being as a sheep led to the slaughter, that had nothing to do with baptism. Those scriptures don't reference baptism. But once we bring in the name of Jesus, that's where the baptism is, because that's what Jesus taught. So if you say, I believe in him, why not do what he taught? He said, if you love me, keep my commandment. If you believe in him, follow his commandments. This is what he taught. He said, be baptized in his name. And so that's what we're talking about tonight. What's hindering you? What is hindering you tonight after hearing all these things? That Jesus went through for you and I. And we only went through some. We only went through some. But he showed so much love. He said, Father, forgive them. Lord, forgive these people for all that they had did to him. Now, we have a hard time forgiving people. And they didn't even do half of these things to us. But Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So, I pray that nothing is holding you back, that you are ready to be baptized in the name of Jesus. So, at this time, I will turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. I appreciate you guys. I pray that you guys would think on these things and not only think about it, but do it. This is what Jesus taught. This is what happened in the first church. I know we say this church was the first church. That church was the first church. We're getting right back straight from the scripture. We're looking at what the church practiced. And this is what they practiced. Baptism. So at this time in the hands of Melvin, thank you guys again. I see we don't have any more comments right now. So definitely, if you have something to say, whether that be, uh, hey, how you doing? Praise the Lord. Anything. We love the interaction. Thank you for the comments that we did get. Thank you for the question. Getting back to the topic of the lesson tonight, there is so many. There are so many aspects that could have been gone. Um, as Tony said, we didn't get to have for the things, not a fourth, not an eighth or however more fractional you want to go is just the, the tip of the iceberg when it comes down to even just baptism because it's all over the scripture we look for any and every excuse not to get in some water and pick up the name of jesus that's where the name is i was asked before well, what if you're in a full body suit or, or a full body cast rather we try to come up with the most ridiculous excuses in order to try to get around God's word. And we do that with anything, whether that be fornication, whether that be getting drunk with anything. But God, as we like to say, he knows our heart and we know and he definitely does. And he knows that is wicked. 
So we want to pick up the name of Jesus and be Christians or Christians, which means Christ like, but we're not like Christ because as we saw, or we didn't read that particular scripture, but he did say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. These are the people that beat them, mocked them, said, spit on them, especially. Um, I remember watching a, a talk show, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people have said it. Spitting on somebody is one of the worst things that you can do. That shows somebody that you think less of them than the ground, because we spit on the ground. And these people did that to him, yet he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And with us, we can't even forgive people that didn't do anything to us at all. Like I brought this, I brought the story up plenty of times, the cop going to the young man's house and killing him, thinking it was her house or apartment, rather. And I, I've seen so many comments say, I will never forgive her. I hope she burns in hell. What did she do to us? She didn't do anything. Yet these people did all of these things to Jesus. Yet we want to say that we are like him. Let me check the comments. I don't think we have any more. Um, so if that be it, then I would like to remind you guys, as I like to do weekly, that we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a good topic each and every week. We hope to see you guys there. So if that be it, then rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy, and again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if God blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. You guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. We hope to see you either Monday or Thursday. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. So, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Uh -huh.